welcome back into the SFCBL Triple Play podcast. We are live from the SFCBL studio in beautiful Lantana, Florida. And in person for the first time. We were on Zoom last week. And now I get to see your beautiful faces here in person in the stew. It's my pleasure to be joined by Jack Mazagy, Lexi Castrillion, And through one weekend of games, we actually have some real tangible summer baseball to talk about. But guys, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. We're in the stew. Finally, we spent, what, like three days setting this place up, got soundproofing, got a little table set up. We got our mixer in. It's great. I'm just glad to be here. Jack? Yeah, Brian, I really uh, I miss the league. I mean, seeing these games, we've seen the first week of games, and I've had a great time at all of them. So I'm excited to talk about it. Absolutely. So, you know, we were all there at opening night live from Little Fenway in Delray Beach where the Lightning took down the Blazers. And since then, we had a slate of doubleheaders on Saturday. We had two doubleheaders for the Clippers against the Blazers and the Lightning on Sunday. And then yesterday, we had a full slate of games. This podcast is going to be coming out a day later than we usually do it. We'll usually have the pod come out on Mondays, which is after a full week of games and two consecutive days of doubleheaders. But, you know, this is Tuesday. We're recording this. We'll put it out later today. And we have a pretty full slate of games with some of our teams already playing five games. Now, Jack, in today's episode, we're going to have two very special guests. We have our player of the week, David Judge, out of the Barracudas. And we will also have Bo McMillan, the manager of the Delray Beach Lightning. But just, guys, before we get into anything else, I want to ask you, how has it been to get back to baseball, and how has the atmosphere been at uh, these early games? Oh, it's been electric. Let me tell you, coming from last season when we didn't have any fans, you know, the energy was weird because of corona. It's, like, pun intended, a whole different ball game now. Like, it has just been an absolute joy to get back in, like, the normal swing of things. And, I mean, these games have been absolutely lovely. There's nothing better than summer baseball, and just so glad that we're, we're back. We're big time back. Yeah, Lexi's absolutely right. I mean, just seeing some of the guys that we've been doing some research on, seeing who we think is going to perform and who actually comes out and performs, um, it's a super fun time. And seeing these guys, you're going to really start seeing some stars of the team build up. Absolutely, and chemistry building early, and that's something we'll get to ask both David Judge and Bo McMillan about is, you know, morale on the team and how they're already starting to bond together after just a few days together as a team, but... You know, before we get into the rest of our podcast, I want to say if you haven't already listened to one of our live broadcasts, we're going big time on them this year. And just last night, Jack worked three different roles at the same time. He was working the concession stand. He was my live color commentator, and he was running content for the Boynton Beach Bucks as they took down the Delray Lightning last night. Jack, how was that experience for you? I'll tell you, experience is the perfect word to say. I mean... Really doing a little bit of it all. Um, it's it's good to see what it's like not from the booth. You know what I mean? Everyone's getting a good vibe. And I even did get an interview with one of the players during the game, which was a pretty cool experience. Absolutely. You're down there in the trenches just grinding it out with these guys. I absolutely love to see it. Let me say, as your boss, I'm incredibly proud of the work that you guys have been putting out. Like, I'm genuinely so impressed with everything from socials to, you know, in-game content. You guys are crushing it. Absolutely, and I mean, 
how can we not be crushing in the concession when we're selling Philadelphia water ice this year, right? <laughs> Thank you. And I will say, out of all the games, I think last night over at Harry Gribben was the most busy a concession stand has been thus far in the season. But I think it will be topped by this week's game of the week at Little Fenway, which is Little League night. And you know the concession stand is going to be rocking. Especially with that Philly water ice. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I also heard that we are going to be selling burgers and hot dogs at the game, too. Yes, it is finally my time to show off my grilling <laughs> prowess as Vince, our commissioner, is going to put me to the test cooking up burgers and dogs for the Little Leaguers, and uh, that should be a time. So I'm sure we'll get some content of that up on the league socials. Oh, 100%. By the way, follow at SFCBL underscore official, Twitter, Instagram, our broadcasts All live there, our Every kind of content you could imagine, everything is going to live there. It's certainly there. And as we, you know, look to what the league has been doing, and we've been, you know, trying to keep the fans updated on SFCBL, but just a quick look at the standings. The Delray Beach Lightning are on top of the North Division, standing at 3-2, and two, just trailed by a bunch of teams at 2-2. Two and two. It's Boynton Beach, the Palm Beach Diamond Ducks, the Barracudas, and the Boca Raton Blazers. Oh, just behind them. Not enough games for there really to be any separation in the standings just yet. And in the South, it's the Extreme at 3-1, and one, tied with the Snappers at 3-1, and one, the Fort Lauderdale Knights at 2-2, two and two, the Clippers at 1-3, and three, and the Florida Pokers 0-2. Oh They've played the least amount of games in the league just to this point. Yeah, I think they had like a five-day stretch where they're just not playing any games, which not really sure why, but... Yeah, something like that. Just one of those things. You guys get any uh, shockers here? Any uh, teams that you didn't expect to be where they are? Honestly, this is exactly where I expected everyone to be. This is usually how, like, the trend that these teams follow. I don't know. I'm not seeing any shocking upsets or anything like that in the standings yet. It is a long summer, though. So you never know how things are going to shake out. It's both a long summer and a quick summer. Everyone talks about how fast of a season it, how fast the season goes by. But it is 44 games, so yeah. that's a pr- that's a generous schedule that most college teams play just around there that's true. in their regular seasons, and we squeeze it into about 56 days yeah. over the summer. Um, now, Jack, I'll ask you, or before I ask you, Jack, I will say that um, as far as the standings go, the Snappers did surprise me on opening night when they lost. Who did they lose to on opening the night? Barracudas. That the Barracudas. That was surprising. Um, although... I feel like the snappers do very early on, either opening night or the day after. Usually a surprising loss in there. Yeah. But, I mean, 11-3 to the Barracudas. That was surprising. And our player of the week, who we'll have on here in just a little bit, David Judge, was somewhat responsible for that loss. But the snappers, they've ripped off three straight, and that is to be expected. You know, not a ton of returners like they would usually have, but they're already starting to gel. You said you were with them yesterday. Um, and it sounds like chemistry is already starting to build. Yeah, I mean, if you had told me that they've been together for the last year, I would have believed you. These guys have been together for a weekend, and it's like the chemistry is unmatched already. And, I mean, it's showing up on the field. This is how it happens every year. As they three-peat, look for a four-peat, yes. and the rest <laughs> of the nine teams in the SFCBL are looking to play spoiler. Now, Jack, you did our podcast research last night, um, let's go over some stat leaders, shall we? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the obvious ones around the league, guys like Jeff Manto, who only with two home runs, but let's be real, I think we're going to see a lot more from him this summer. And like you said, David Judge with just four four hits and five RBIs and 11 at-bats is just ridiculous. Guys like Bryce Smith as well with five hits and five RBIs and 11 at-bats, these guys are really just getting after it quick. Now, what team is Bryce Smith with? Bryce Smith is on the Palm Beach, or sorry, the Palm, yeah, Palm Beach Diamond Ducks. Yeah. He is. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of things going on in the league offensively and defensively. We saw two really good outings uh, out of the Delray pitchers. Uh, specifically, we had uh, Joe Messina on opening night throwing three innings with five strikeouts, and Andreas Rome, who was our pitcher of the week, we did a post-game interview with him after his outing, or else he would have been the subject of our interview here on the podcast. But he went three and a third with eight strikeouts and one walk. Just a, an incredible outing for him and deservedly pitcher of the week honors in week one. Yeah, kid is cooking. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring the rest of the summer because if it's anything like he showed us this past weekend, it's going to be good. Yeah, I was talking to them just the other day, and they are definitely entertaining the idea of this being a season-long battle. That And these two I'm talking about, Andres Rome and then Joe Messina on the same team fighting for Pitcher of the Week, and they said they're going to be fighting for that Pitcher of the Week every week. And I love to have that competition inter-team, and I do speak biasly as the social media chair for the Delray Beach <laughs> Lightning. But hey, man, if they're going to compete and just try to grind it out every single week to make each other better... I think we're going to see some really, really good performances out of those two. And, you know, you got to think it's going to push that Delray staff to be better as a whole. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, anytime there's that little inner team, inner squad competition, I feel like that just works so well for morale in general. Um, and it just pushes guys to be better and do their best. Yeah, don't get it twisted, though. There are certainly aces around the league. I mean, I'm looking at some guys like Ethan Bates of the extreme with six innings pitched and ten strikeouts with only two hits, which is just outrageous to me. I wish we could have been at that game broadcasting, but... Was that last night? Uh, I believe it was. Let me... I'll check up right now. Yeah, we were over, like I said, we were over at the Bucks lightning game, and the Bucks came out with a sl pretty slow start to the season but a big win against a really good Delray team to put them to 3-2 and two on the season. Yeah, that's huge for the Bucks. I mean, early on, you want to get those wins in and just kind of shake up the lightning a little bit, be like, hey, you know, we're not something to, to sneeze at. Yeah, we're here. We're here. We're here. The Bucks are uh, – some might <laughs> oh, say. Some might say. <laughs> some might say, and we'll see what happens tonight, but some might say the Bucks are hot. Are the Bucks hot? Jack, are the Bucks hot? Uh, I mean, I'm a little biased running their socials, but – According to AJ Rico, the Bucks are indeed hot. And AJ Rico is certainly the be all end all of that decision. This kid's been on the team for four years. Oh. He knows that team better than anybody. So it's up to him to decide if the Bucks are hot or not. I mean, come on, the Bucks the Bucks are kinda hot. <laughs> we'll see what happens tonight. Do they play tonight, Jack? Uh no, I don't believe they do. I just checked the uh, schedule up. Okay. Well deserved off day for those guys. So the Bucks will have a day and then they'll be back at it and then we'll determine if the Bucks are indeed hot. So next game is the determining factor, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, okay. you can't win one game and say the Bucks are hot. Well, Bucks are always hot. <laughs> yeah, especially off that back-to-back uh, -back losses. I understand it was <laughs> against the Snappers, but they did look a little rough that there. That was but. tough. That Well, you know, 
There was a lot of outside factors that day. It was hot, you know, double headers in the middle of the day in South Florida. Yeah, it's a tough look. Yeah, they, they were hurt there. Last night when getting that win, they were ecstatic in the dugout from yeah. inning one to eight or that nine. That was a huge win. And while we're on the topic of huge wins, another massive win last night was the Pompano Beach Clippers coming off a Sunday where they played two back-to-back nine-inning doubleheaders. They were supposed to be nine-inning doubleheaders, but they got mercy-ruled by both the Blazers and the Lightning, an absolutely brutal Sunday afternoon, and they come back and win, I'm pretty sure, 19-3 to last night? Yes, it was 19-3. to I just looked it up because that was an explosion offensively. Yeah. yeah, we actually were able to get over there after a 6 o'clock game for the end of it, and I'm pretty sure they batted around in the top of the eighth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's a tough look for the Knights. Yeah, um, I mean, the Knights now go to 2-2, two and two, and that was the Clippers' first win on the season, and what a way to get it done. <laughs> Good for them. I mean, you love to see it. Absolutely. One thing I am noticing, though, maybe this is just early in the year type of stuff, but a lot of these wins are starting to be blowouts, which... Yeah, I could definitely see that being early game. You're a little upset in the early year, but I think as the year goes on, they're going to lock in every team I'm talking about, and I think we're going to see a couple more close games. Yeah, and it's it's weird. We haven't really seen a middle-of-the-pack uh, pitching-wise. It's really either you got an ace on the hill or your pitcher has a really rough day, and I think that's something that is going to have to get worked out by each of these teams and their pitching staffs to make sure we have some more consistent games going around in the league. Yeah, and I mean, I think it'll come with time. It always does. I feel like we do see a lot of these blowout games in the beginning of the season, and these guys kind of settle in. They get to know each other. There's not as much, not nerves, but for lack of a better term, so to speak. I don't know. I mean, they'll settle in eventually, and we'll see some uh, some more regular baseball moving forward into the season. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we would love to all see a, maybe a walk-off or two because, let's be real, that's electric baseball. That that's what we want to see. Absolutely electric baseball. Yeah, we want the closer games. I mean, the blowouts are fun, and last night the 8-2 to two game went awfully quick. It was two and a half hours, and we were out of there. Um, but, you know, obviously these guys are coming down here for high-level competition, um, and the blowouts don't always give it to them. So Hopefully, you know, these pitching staffs that have been blowing up, I mean, hopefully it's one-off. It's very early in the season to jump to conclusions. But uh, I think we will see some progression and an increase in the amount of close games we have across the league. One thing I'm definitely shocked about is the Boca Raton Blazers staff always used to pride themselves on their pitching staff. And at 2-3 and right now, obviously it is early in the year, but maybe something to look forward to. Yeah, in the front end of the doubleheader on Sunday, um, they trotted out Benny Wilson out of GW, who struggled in his two innings of work. But then they got it together, the bats got working, and they blew out the Clippers in seven innings. So, I don't know. It's, you know, the pitching can struggle, but you just got to have the next man up and the offense to back him up. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, at the Lightning-Bucks game, I was very impressed with both pitchers. Uh, I believe it was Matthews and the big lefty. I'm sorry for this right now. That's very unprofessional. <laughs> but um, it's it was his first day here, and he was really pumping the ball. Matthew, It went Matthews, Jalaski, Cunningham, Blair for the Lightning yesterday. And then on the Bucks, they had the big lefty, correct? They had Brian Green from Cal. Yes, Brian Green. He w- they were both pumping. Yeah. 
Uh, it looks it looks a little cooler off Brian Green, you know, being the huge lefty. It uh, it's a little more intimidating as the lefties come in the league. Yeah, he's the one that looked like the biblical figure, correct? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can't say anything a little too controversial, but you're definitely right on that. <laughs> uh, the Bucks, the Bucks definitely have some lettuce on that squad. Oh yeah, enough to make a salad. Oh my god! Absolutely. Stay tuned for later content. <laughs> Are we gonna get some? Some lettuce content on the Bucks Insta. Hey. Are we gonna have a little poll? Check up? check the last post at Nate Guidara. <laughs> Big braids. And I will say I got um, a nice post. Our guy Quinn Mimnaw, middle infielder for the Blazers, got some lettuce for himself coming out of the back of that hat. Um, and that was some good content as he tried it out to the field. But the nature <laughs> of Instagram stories, that's gone now. So we'll never see that video again. Can always make it a highlight. Are we gonna make a hair highlight for the Instagram? Oh my! Let's be real. Lexi is onto something here. Yep. Did I just create you know some Lexi, fire content? Lexi, we're gonna content? give you a round of applause for that idea. Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> no lettuce landscape. <laughs> what a great name! Yeah, we have our our new mixer going here. That uh, sound uh, sound was built into here, so it was just a click of a button. Brian was very excited to use the sounds. Did he said that the- if he was gonna make a joke, he was gonna give himself the hi hat drum roll. I is that it? it? Okay. Yep. We don't have headphones. So the only person that can hear this is Brian, yep. which correct. he said it makes it funnier, but I'm not really sure. There's about also that. a laugh track. If I make a joke, I can play that. Please. I'll fire you. Wow. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Bill is definitely happy as well. Just talking to him. He was really making sure that we're using this new equipment. So yeah. Shout out to Bill and Vince for yeah, taking for making this us. happen. This was huge. Yeah. And this, Big thing dogs. Is, this thing's awesome. <laughs> So I think that is it for our wrap around the league, formerly called the roundup, but it's now the triple play. But we certainly did a roundup around the league. Certainly. Um, and we will get into our interview. We're going to go let David judge in. We should have a nice interview with him. And then stay tuned after that. We'll debrief it. And then we will have Bo McMillan live via cellular phone. And that will be great. So without further ado, let's get into our interview with our player of the week, David Judge. It is now our pleasure to be joined by our player of the week for week one, live in the studio, David Judge. David, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So I guess we'll get into it. You know, you're with the Kudas this season, and to this point in our young SFCBL season, 11 at-bats, four hits, two Doubles, four runs, five RBIs, hitting 364. And I don't know about you, but if I were in your shoes, I could not imagine a better way to start off your season. How have you felt offensively thus far? Definitely. Uh, offensively, I've been feeling really great. Um, I Over the last season for college, I really didn't get any opportunity of playing. So uh, I was just very excited to come here and play. And uh, once I got the opportunity, I really – took advantage of it, and I, I was just doing my thing. Yeah, you must be playing with a little chip on your shoulder. I mean, with these numbers, like, it's hard to see that people aren't giving you that opportunity and giving you play time. Yeah, I was a little uh, confused on why uh, I wasn't getting an opportunity, but, you know, COVID had a big imp- impact on everything, so uh, now it's just it's a new year, so I'm just going to try to do my best. Yeah, so, you know, you played last season at FIU, only got into six games, batted 250 in those appearances, but you do come from a winning history, you know, 
born in Albany, growing up in Albany, but spending your last year down here in Florida in Boca, Calvary Christian. You know, you won a state championship in high school, a 4A state chip, which we can get into, but your high school stats are almost as impressive as your small sample size that you've had in the SFCBL, you know, according to the FIU website. And you can correct me if any of this is wrong, but, you know, hitting 347, two triples, six home runs, 22 ribbies. I mean, that's an impressive stat line for one year in high school baseball. Yeah, that high school year was probably one of the funnest uh, baseball years I've had in my life. Um, that team was just incredible. And if you just look at the roster, the kids that uh, we've played with and where they're at now, it's just it was unbelievable that I was on that team. Are there any of those guys in the SFCBL with you this season, or are they pretty much dispersed amongst other leagues? No, most of them are dispersed on other leagues. Any big names that we would recognize? Uh, uh, Roberto Pena, who is at USF. He is now is going to the yeah. Super Regional. Uh, Ray Delgado, he's with the in, uh, Indians organization. And uh, we have another kid, Christian Scott, who was at UF. He was uh, one of the pitchers there. And uh, Gonzo, we called him. He's at West Virginia. Wow. It's good to hear. So, I mean, you've been around You've been around what it takes to be a professional ball player. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's good to sound. So, we're going to get into it, right? We're okay. Into it. So, yeah, let's just get into so it. So, in our media day, uh, you know, you hold up your sign. You say your name is Judge. And, obviously, I had to ask the question, are you related to Aaron Judge? And you're not. No, no relation. But you know him. I know him pretty good, yes. And you also, through that connection, and I guess, you know, we could talk about How do you know Aaron Judge? Um, so I played growing up, I played with, uh, Joe Girardi's son, Dante and shout uh, out Dante Girardi. Yeah. Shout out Dante. Dante Girardi. And then, um, his family was just very good to me and I would, I would stay with them a lot, uh, play summer ball with his son. And then I moved down here and they were, they offered me to live with them for a little bit until I got my own place. And, um, I went to school with his son, played ball with his son and, uh, that got me to a connection with Aaron Judge in 2017 when Joe was still the coach there, and um, that's how I that's how I got to know Aaron. Good. So not only meeting Aaron, you just showed me this video on your phone, which I think will really hit with our viewers. Um, you got an opportunity to not only watch Aaron Judge at batting practice, but you got to hit a couple balls out of Yankee Stadium in that short porch. How did that feel? Fulfilling that lifelong dream growing up in New York. You know, honestly, even if I look back at it today, it doesn't seem real that it actually happened. But I'm just th thankful that I had the opportunity to do, to do that. Uh, so that's how that went. Yeah, a lot of guys, you know, when you're coming up, you're playing on these ball fields. You're like, you know, you dream of playing in the major league ballparks and you just kind of conveniently found your way there a little sooner than most people would just taking BP at a, at a pro ballpark. And I, I know it's... It's a whole it's a whole different experience, even though the dimensions in the field is the same size, you know, in that setting it's so different. Especially being from New York, I'm sure. Did you grow up a Yankees fan? Yes, always yeah. have. So that's that's unbelievable. So we have three Yankees fans, one Philly fan, all surrounded by the Joe Girardi ties. So Yeah, I was just gonna say, all love Joe. Yeah. <laughs> great guy. And yes, he is. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And now the Phillies are gonna win a championship in twenty twenty one. So I hope they do. That's my take. I hope we're a do. little out of pocket. That when we get this visual in here, we have a uh, lukewarm takes, and I, I think that's a lukewarm take right there. <laughs> hey man, ring it. So um, so I'm um, getting into like more of the SFCBL. How have you been feeling this year? I mean, it's it's early, obviously, but how have you been feeling getting into the groove and playing Florida Florida baseball? You know, uh, I'm kind of used to like the Florida heat, but a couple of these games have been really really hot. So 
it really takes a toll out of everyone's bodies playing. So I'm just overcoming all those uh, obstacles, and uh, I'm loving it. What's it been like with your teammates thus far? A lot of new faces. You've only been with them for a weekend. How's the chemistry starting to build amongst chemistry the Chemistry for the team is really good. Everyone's uh, enjoying their t- enjoying their time. Uh, they're all having fun, and everyone's just laughing and, and playing. It's awesome. And it, it's more fun when you win. It's uh, always right. more fun that's when you right. win. That's right. Absolutely, you have a. Uh, you think you think the Cudas can take it this year? Yes, I think the Cudas could definitely take it this year. Absolutely, stop stop that four peat, right? I think they could. I think absolutely, they could. that's good stuff. I mean, yeah, we've been seeing that around the league. Obviously, a, a bunch of guys just getting into it, and uh, you weren't here for it, but we were discussing the two pitchers last night. Who it was their first day here. They never. They, one of the pitchers, Brian Green, last night. He didn't meet his teammates. He got a jersey, warmed up, and he was the starter. So it's it's definitely an interesting atmosphere. I mean, uh, how is it with your coaches? I mean, is it like a real learning experience, or are they just kind of guiding you through the summer, making sure you treat your body right? You know, this is my first time ever hearing of our, our coach Sizemore, and uh, he's a very good kid. Um, I like the way that he coaches. He just kind of lets us play, and if he sees something, then he'll f- correct it. And I think that's one of the best ways uh, to for a player development. I mean, absolutely, and you love a, a player's coach is what it exactly he sounds like. Mm-hmm. He is. So, you know, we'll look to you, and we'll help you, you know, do a little self-promo here, you know, not getting a lot of opportunities at FIU, looking elsewhere. What are some things that you can bring to the table, um, maybe the intangibles? We know what you can do at the plate, but what are some of the things that you look to bring to your team, both in the SFCBL and in wherever you end up landing next? Yeah, uh, definitely my bat is definitely my biggest factor. Um, I will always work hard. Um, I get along with everyone. Um, I I never talk bad about anyone. I love everyone. Uh, my feeling, you know, my feeling definitely get a little bit better. But honestly, I work on it almost every day, and I have a lot of coaches that help me with that. So I got that. Absolutely. If you are a college coach listening to this, come on, guys, come on. Buy your give day. this give this kid a shot. I'm not even give saying give shot. this kid a shot. Let him carry your team. <laughs> three three sixty four with three doubles. I'll say out of his four hits. Oh my, it's just ridiculous. In one weekend. One weekend. What a weekend, right? Yes, just give me the opportunity and I'll prove myself. So how has it been? You know, uh, it's a little different than a typical college structure here in the SFCBL where you're playing so many games. You know, are you starting to sense that it will start to take a toll on some of the guys? I know you're obviously clearly built different as our player of the week, but are you sensing that it might start to catch up to some of these guys that aren't fully prepared? Yes, definitely, especially the guys who are out of state, who come from upstate and – I know the first game they were like, oh, man, this is crazy. So it's definitely in the middle of the season you'll start to see that players are like, oh, man, this is uh, really really tough. So you just got to stay hydrated, uh, keep working out, keep doing what you're supposed to, and you'll be great. So it's a heat thing, not a amount of games. Right, in a, right. Okay. Yeah, for sure. We've already seen that the other day um, coming into the booth. Uh, we had a couple players asking for water. Yes. One player even dro- dropped, I believe, on the field. He came into our booth the other day, and Vince was – Funneling him water. Really? Yeah, that. Um, yeah, I believe it was. Uh, I, I don't want. I don't want to defame anyone's name out on? here. I believe it was the first game with the Lightning Blazers. It was at night. Yeah, Come but on. hey, they were warming up during the day. It's Come still on. still wicked hot. And I hear our voice from the clouds that that does happen regularly in the SFCBL, and and rightfully so. I mean, David, you don't know this, but when I first got down here, I made the drive down from Philly. 
you know, everything was good. As soon as I get down here, my car AC breaks. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> so it was uh, a tough few days driving around uh, leather seats, you yep. know. Yep. Not great. Yeah, that's not good. That's Windows all good. down. Never no free shout-outs, but thank you, Delray Honda, for fixing that car up. <laughs> no free shout-outs. We might actually have to go to Delray Honda and ask them to sponsor the league for the amount of times I talk about them. I mean... If we, if we got to do it, another sponsor's another sponsor. We'll talk to Bill, our, our money guy outside the office <laughs> right <laughs> after this. Now, David, I, I don't want to keep you for too long, but, you know, what are some things you're looking forward to working uh, on, on yourself, on your own game, as well as working with your team to progress into the season? You know, I'm always looking to get bigger and stronger, as always. Um, but as a team, I'm looking to build more relationships with uh, the players. Um, I think I've done a great job so far, and I just want to keep building the, those relationships. So in the future, I know these guys. I can call them, see everyone's doing. And to me, that's what a team is. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. How big is that to winning, really, having that chemistry growing and just having fun together? That's, uh, that's a very big part of winning. Uh, having a team chemistry that's very positive um, is very, very helpful in the long run for teams. Absolutely. And – you know, you're no stranger to overcoming adversity. You you told us before you got on here, you got hit in the face. Right, that's correct. By a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, and uh, clearly you're still here. So. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still batting. Uh, I got hit in my left side, which broke my both sides of my jaw. And uh, it was out. I was out for the whole season. And then, honestly, though, the hardest part about that was getting back in the box because mentally it really took a toll on me and – it's even still today, I still think about it and what if it happens again. And um, so, but I got the C flap now, so it, that helps a little bit. But still, mentally, it's still a little tough for me. A, a big thing that I know a lot of players use is that C flap, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, I, I recommend huge. that to uh, anybody who's listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah, just some notable guys that I can mention are like John Carlo, Mike Trout, some big some big names in the MLB right. that use that. Absolutely, and it's just, you know, protective equipment in all sports is becoming even bigger, just finding new ways to protect these niche uh, And especially now, how everyone's, everyone's throwing harder, and it's just sometimes the command's not there. It's just you never know. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Uh, personally, would you rather go against a guy who you know is throwing gas, or would you go against a guy who has a high, high rotation, and it's just going to be hard to put wood on the ball? I would rather uh, face a guy who's throwing 100 that knows where it's going compared to a guy who throws 90 has no clue where it's going. Yeah, okay. that command is something that, you know, as a batter you're looking for and right. you're trying to get a bat on the ball, and that's something you haven't struggled with right? Yeah. this far in the SHC. Yeah, I've been doing, yeah, so far I've been doing pretty good. Anything else? Anything else you want to tell the listeners at home? No, I got nothing else. I got nothing else. I'll tell the rest of the SFCBO. Watch out for this kid. Straight up, rest of the Thank summer, you. the kid rakes. Thank David you. Judge, our player of the week. Thank you so much for coming in the studio. And Thank hopefully you for we'll have you, hopefully we'll have you in here again. I hope. Uh, I if hope. You're player of the week again. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. So now it is our pleasure to be joined by the manager and head coach of the Delray Beach Lightning, Bo McMillan. Bo, thank you so much for taking some time to do this with us. No problem at all, fellas. Thanks for having me. So you guys, uh, you've started off pretty hot. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're coming in at three and two. Yep, absolutely. Three, three and yep. two. Um, you know, early on, how has it been amongst your team starting to build the chemistry um, in five short games? Uh, actually, it's uh, it's been going at a pretty quick rate early on here. Um, I believe this is my seventh year 
in the league or so, and you know, you get a you get an idea of who's going to click and who's not. And sometimes, you know, they don't click at all until like the last game of the season. Uh, but at least you get that. Uh, usually doesn't happen within the first five games. Uh, but we got a a good group of guys, and uh, I really like them early on. I like look forward to coming to the yard because uh, they bring energy and they act like they already know each other. So you know, maybe we got something special going because you don't see that all the time all alone. Yeah, and you guys have it going on the offensive end and on the defensive end. Uh, one of the guys that sticks out immediately is Jeff Manto, already with two home runs on the season. Uh, talk about your offensive production. Uh, has it shocked you how quickly you guys have gotten clicking, or is that to be expected after what you saw in some of the preseason workouts? Uh, no, no. You know, usually I thought the pitching actually early on. Pitching early on is usually always very good. Good hitting always beats good pitching early. And, um, but yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't even think we've really begun to swing it. I mean, there's definitely some sticks in there that have shown well, especially Jeff Manto, um, who's a returner. He's been here a couple of years and we love him and he loves us. And it's really happy to see, you know, really happy to see him succeeding and leading the way earlier on because, uh, you know, he represents lighting baseball for a few years now. Uh, but I think, I think, uh, we're going to hit some strides you know, as the season goes along and uh, hopefully even see a better output with their, with their offense. But it's been, it's been fun early. Yeah, another guy who has led your offense and maybe hasn't gotten the production that he wants, but is certainly a guy that, to lead team morale is uh, Matty Warren. What have you seen out of him, uh, both on the field and in the dugout early on as one of your big uh, player leaders? Yeah, Matty Warren. Yeah, another guy that's uh, returned a couple years now. And, um, you know, again, we love him and he loves us. And, he represents Lightning Baseball, and um, he's just, you know, I think he's played second, short, third, and right field already. Might have been in center as well. And, you know, he's got outfield assists, and uh, I think a web gym at each, play, at each base that he's played, each position that he's played already. So he is the uh, quintessential um, utility guy, and he's, he's really good at all of them. I wouldn't, you know, really be able to say where he's best at because he might be a best player at all of them defensively, uh, which, is, which is great. And offensively, uh, you know, he, he runs the bases extremely well. He's got juice in there uh, for a smaller guy. And, um, you know, he's uh, he's working hard, too. I expect big things out of him this summer. And, um, you know, he's a great dude. Love having him. So, Coach, you keep referencing the lightning baseball and the lightning way. What does that mean to you as a coach? Uh, what is the lightning baseball way? Uh, uh, good question. Uh, you know, it's summer ball. These guys, they are not mine. They're representations, um, and extensions of the programs that they're coming from. So, you know, when they get here, you know, my main focus, especially when I don't know dudes is to, is to keep them healthy, um, and allow them to play to develop and, you know, to talk about it while we're kind of in the middle of it. And, um, you know, while we're doing that, you know, you don't essentially always get, uh, you know, returners in summer ball cause they go other places and, uh, but I like to think these guys came back because they like the way that we do things. And it really is uh, – it's a guy that goes hard. It's a guy that comes down he's ready to play every day. Um, I try to play everybody every day, especially early on, until we figure out what we have going. And so those are two good guys, Matty Warren and Jeff Manto, that, um, you know, come and they're ready to play every day. They're ready to put their nose down and try to win a ball game. And, um, you know, they're focused. Uh, they have fun. They mess around, you know, but they uh, – they put themselves in a position where I have to put them in the lineup every day, and it's been going on for three years now. Uh, and it's because uh, you got to have them, you know, just to have a quality ball club day to day, you know, in the hot summer. Absolutely, Coach. And speaking of two guys who come to play every day, 
your pitching your pitching staff has been proving to be um, an elite one across the league, and two guys that obviously pop out right away are uh, Rome and Messina. What what do you have to say about them early in the year? And I'll let you know that they are creating a little bit of a rivalry between themselves to earn that pitcher of the week. Uh, what does that mean to you as a coach, and are you happy to see that this competitiveness is coming early in the year? Yeah, you know, great pitching. Um, great pitching always gives you a chance to win ball games, whether you're hitting or not. And uh, those two, in the games that they have pitched, um, you know, have given us a chance. And and that's all you can ask for. But early on, yeah, their stuff looks electric. Um, the guys are having tough putting a barrel on it, and uh, they've done a great job for us. Actually, I think we have um, uh, not Rome going tonight. Um, I believe you have Messina listed tonight. We have Messina going tonight. Yeah, we've had four games, five games in the first four days, so it's going to be their second outing. Um, and both of them are looking like they could start close um, or mid-relief for us. And uh, as the season goes on, I'm sure they'll both do uh, a little bit of each. But uh, they're really good, and uh, we're happy to have them. Yeah, and I've said this a lot about all the LaSalle guys uh, in the league, and I might be slightly biased coming from Philadelphia myself, but have you seen that extra chip on Joe Messina's shoulder coming out of a program that he just got cut and now looking for a new home. Have you kind of seen that fire coming out of him, really looking to prove himself this summer as he looks to land somewhere else? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's good. I think it's good for him. You got to find a silver lining with the LaSalle program folding. You know, you got to find a silver lining. And if you look at their, their team this year, um, I think they just missed a regional play, but, uh, they had a great year. They came together, you know, they could have folded. They knew that the program was going down and, um, you look for guys that stick together, um, and uh, I think he'd be an asset wherever he goes. Uh, I think he's looking for a home, and he's pitching like it every day. So it's uh, that's what you want, whether you have a home or not. You know, you want to you want a guy that's always looking like he's trying to get better. And um, from what I've seen from Joe, he's he's locked in when he's not pitching. He's trying to learn things, and um, you know, call it a chip or call it just a guy that wants to get better. Um, you know, he's one of them. Yeah, Coach, I've been around the Lightning for the first couple games here, and I could definitely understand what you mean by Messina. He's he's always locked in, even in his post-game interview. I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but he's he's a very serious player, and his answers were very professional. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's been quiet. You know, again, we've only been known each other for four or five days now, all of us. But, uh, you know, I know what's going on, and I watch guys, and I see him, and you know, he's watching the game. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of guys in baseball a slow game at times when you're not playing. And, um, you know, guys mess around and lollygag, and it's part of it, especially during summer ball. But the guys that are looking for info, um, you usually see them pitching for a little bit longer than the others, you know. Yeah, for sure, Coach. And um, with coming in in the middle relief with just three innings pitch and having five strikeouts, Today, starting on the mound, do you expect uh, him to go a little longer? If he is dealing, would uh, would you have a longer longer leash with him tonight, or is it still kind of early in the year, getting everyone reps right now? Yeah, you know, listen, you want to win, you want to have good baseball, you want to play good baseball, and all that. But the reality is, is, is that these guys are developing. They're young. Uh, they really don't know themselves probably as well as they should. And you know, me being an older guy and a coach and seeing injuries or seeing fluke things happen, um, you know, you realize, hey, listen, no matter if he's got a no-no or not going through four tonight, hopefully he uses his 40 pitches well. And, you know, we're going to get him out of there hopefully on a high note so he can keep developing. And if we make a postseason push, you know, he's a guy that's um, that's building and continuing to um, ascend, you know, with his pitch count and uh, and with the strength and endurance. So 
we're kind of on the development side still, but uh, hey, keep us in a ball game for four is what we're looking for for him. Yeah, that, that's great to hear. And a lot of the teams I'm starting to learn as my first season in summer baseball, I'm starting to see that, you know, there are some coaches who really have a plan and they're going to stick to it. And there are some of the coaches who are saying, hey, we're going to let this guy go until he starts to struggle and then, you know, we'll get the next man up. But it sounds like you guys are, you know, really working on the development of your pitchers. And I'm sure the players uh, really appreciate that. Yeah, I think they do, especially our pitchers. Um, you know, I'm an offensive guy by nature, uh, but we have Jonathan Wake, who's a young pitcher coach with us, man, and he's, um, you know, he's smart, he's got energy, and uh, he's out there. He's been out there for the guys every day so far. And, um, yeah, they do. They do appreciate it. Probably whether they know it or not yet, they will down the road. And um, we got a nice little thing going, a good group of guys and a good staff, so it's fun. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Messina and Romay. Who are some other guys that you're looking forward to seeing this season? I've only been to their their two outings, so I haven't seen anyone else really. Oh, well, I was there last night, so I saw that. But who else are some other guys that you're excited to see heat up as the season gets going? Uh, you know, I'm still learning everybody. I'm still learning the names. I mean, it's really the truth. You know, we get we, we, we have a little say here with the lightning that we, we learn on the fly. Uh, but we've had everybody here, um, and that's been fun, and we've had – you know, all of our position players, all our pitchers show up every night. We had a, a new guy pitch for us last night, Scott, who did a great job for us. And I'm looking for him again because, uh, you know, he was ready to go 50 or 60 pitches, you know, right out the gate because, uh, you know, he said he was prepared for it. And, and that's what we need um, when it gets into the dog days, which are coming up pretty, here pretty soon, especially if we run into a little bit of experience with some guys on. But I, I'm looking forward to everybody. Uh, I really am. I mean, everybody's done a good job for us. So far, uh, we've been in ball games. Last night got away from us a little bit, but you know things happen. Uh, but we've been in every ball game, and we haven't had a problem with anybody's numbers that we've called. Um, and we kind of have an idea who our long relief guys and our bounce back guys are already. So um, you know, we think we have an idea. Things are never always as they seem, but at least we have a plan. Um, and we look forward to going to the right now because uh, got BC coming up in a little bit. And, you know, pitchers are allowed to show up if they want to or not. I have them show up an hour before the game. And, you know, we've been having enough fun that they, uh, they've they been showing up early on their own because they like being out there. So um, that's great because, you know, I try not to have our pitchers bake in the sun and try to keep them fresh, try to keep everybody fresh because it does get hot. Uh, but we got we got a group of guys that really like coming out. And, you know, I'm really just getting forward, you know, looking forward to getting to know everybody, uh, you know, for the next six weeks. Yeah, you said you're an offensive-minded coach. Is, there's a couple names that are popping out to me right away, guys like Dylan King and Ty Young, who um, yeah. maybe don't have the extreme hype up coming into the season but are really uh, performing. And guys like Ty Young, I know we've been talking about these Lehigh players have been playing well across the league. Uh, what do you have to say? And is there any other guys who show raw talent that you expect to pop off later in the year? Yeah, I mean, look, we, we really do. I mean, early on, again, it's only one outing. you got to come every day, and you got to do it over and over and over again to be, you know, quantified as somebody that knows what they're doing in the game of baseball, even at the college level. And, you know, we have some young guys, a couple of dudes from Arkansas, uh, Rent from Spain, you know, Corey Spain. Yeah, they looked really good in their first couple of outings. Uh, throwing strikes by Velo. You know, it's, it's exciting to get to see them pitch for you all summer again. Um you know, we have a couple guys offensively. You know, you're going to know. Um, I think everybody's going to know it in a few years. Looks like a really good, young, promising ball player. Um, we got Dinkman going into Lane. You know, good, young ball player. Um, we really do. You know, we got Brandon first base. 
Uh, we really do. We got some good ball players that, you know, we could have some all-stars here this year um, is what it looks like early on. So we're really hoping to, you know, cover that roster um, uh, because, you know, you know, the guys feel like we're good. You know, they've come together early, which we've already noticed. And that does not happen a lot. And uh, it's fun. It's fun. I'm looking forward to going to the yard. But we got we've got talent all over the place. Really good. Um, but I really couldn't say who who really looks like an MVP so far. Who's going to be player of the year? You know, is there one of those in the mix? Sure. Uh, but it seems like there's not a lot of selfishness going on early. There's a bunch of team. And um, it's fun. That's what makes. That's really why I do this. And um, you don't have that every year. And early on, we haven't. I'm just trying to keep it going tonight. You know, last night we lost. Nobody likes losing. But uh, you know, they were saying, you know, the right things to, uh, you know, to get a coach fired up about coming back and trying to win a ball game the next day. Yeah, for sure. That's always. Uh, that's always happy to hear as a coach, and when they're upset after a loss and really want to get back after it. And I know you've been saying that. You know, it's team first, team first, and we've been professional all day on the podcast, so it's time to get a little outside the box, and I want to ask you about one of the early rising star players and possible all-star this year, Jeff Manto. Um, He's at two right now in a young, young season. Can we get a number from you about what you expect to see his home run count at this year? Oh, man, yeah, you're not going to get me on that. I, I'm not uh, it's all right. I'm not very superstitious. I was when I was younger. You know, look, he's capable of doing astronomical things. I mean, the ball he hit last night for just is a very good field. Moonshot. Um, and, you know, he absolutely annihilated. He's done that already once this year. Um, you know, I know what you have. I know he's working. Um, he is capable of a ton. And the only reason I'm not giving you an answer is because my whole career, it's like, hey, anytime you do that with somebody, it ends up not being what you want them to be. And that's just the game of baseball. Uh, but, you know, he is capable of a ton. We actually have a few guys that are capable of a ton. Um, and getting close to double digits with home runs um, is a feat all on its own. Um, and then actually doing it and moving on, uh, you're talking about a different guy. Um, and I think we might have a few of them. You know, I really do. Um, and uh, Jeff Manto's one of them. I think Dylan King's one of them. Um, you know, we, 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 you know, I think Natty Warren is actually one of them as well. Like you said, we, we have some good ball players, guys that I don't even know yet, but you can see it. Tyler Young, good athletic young ball player. Um, uh, Hunter Diamato, you know, he's a shortstop. We put him in center field last night. First time he's ever played there. He made a diving catch his first play. I mean, we just, we have guys that can play anywhere. And uh, that's what I look for this summer is guys playing out of position, um, you know, so they can get at bats and, you know, stay fresh. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a, a very versatile roster and a lot of guys that are willing to do a lot of things. And, you know, Matty Warren with home run power surprises me because I've only seen him really, you know, rip some bloops and some choppers. But someone that can do a lot um, really keeps the defense on their toes. And that's an asset you want on your team, both on the field and off the field, uh, to really mix it up for those um, opponent opposing teams. Yeah, yeah, that's why, you know, look, Matt, I think Matty's even, you know, he's probably off to a slow start here. I really, you know, don't keep track of him, uh, but I know he's a threat. Just being in that leadoff because of the way he runs, because of, you know, he's a smaller guy, but the body is um, very physical. I know he's going hard. Um, you know, we've seen him get on base, and, you know, we, he's working on things in his game uh, to learn, really. Um, and uh, I understand that process, and so – 
that's where we are with him. Um, it'd probably more, be more well suited for him to figure stuff out and lower uh, lower in the order. But that's what Maddie was here for the first couple of years, and that's why he's returned because I know once he does figure it out, and then he's rolling, we figure out the rest of it. Um, man, we got a ton of leadoff hitter and four hole hitter guys. Is what it seems like, and they can all do the same, uh, with the exception of a couple of first basemen with power, which is uh, is nice to add. You know, one righty, one lefty. Um, and it seems like that's what we have. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. And last question before we uh, get you out of here. Do you think that the four-peat is possible, or do you think that you guys, including including top teams like you, or we just talked to a star player of the Barracudas, and do you think that they're going to four-peat? Obviously, you're going to say no as a, as a opposing coach, but – why do you think that it could be you guys to get it done this year? Well, I haven't seen the snappers this year. Um, you know, it's hard to four piece, so I'll say no right off the bat. All right. I think there's a couple other teams that are hungry, um, you know, and you can see it. Um, and uh, it's hard to four piece. But why could we do it? I mean, we could do it because, you know, er- again, early on, um, we look extremely talented. Um, it's a long summer. Uh, injuries do happen, you know, guys don't end up making it, it's hot, you know, I've seen, you know, everything that you can imagine with one team happen, um, and I will be very happy if we end up having the same team here fully for the summer, which I'm sure a majority of them will be, uh, but that's why we have a chance to win, because we are versatile, it looks like we do have some pitching on the bump, uh, we got guys that can play multiple positions, we have a good mix of power and speed, what it looks like right now, and then uh, they all like each other, so that would be uh, the big reason that we would have a chance to win it this summer. Um, and I know that they want to, and I already put, uh, you know, Vince Farley, our league owner on the spot, our, our team owner on the spot, was like, hey, you're going to get us rings if we win it because these guys are talking about it. And he said, yeah. So I know, I know they've been talking about it, and uh, I hope they hold them to it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Coach, for your time. Uh, I'm super excited to watch you for the rest of the year. Yeah, Coach, thanks Thanks again for doing this for us. Um, the Lightning have started off hot. Some might say the Lightning are hot, and I look forward to seeing you guys in action uh, the next time out. So, Coach Bo McMillan, really appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we get to speak with you again before the season's out. You got it, Bo. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Bolts are hot. Absolutely. See you guys. Take care. And that was head coach Bo McMillan of the – Delray Beach Lightning off to a hot start this season. And, Jack, I don't know, this podcast, Lexi has left us, unfortunately, for class. But, man, two outstanding interviews for our first in-person podcast. What are some of those takeaways you got out of Coach McMillan? Man, Judge and McMillan, great speakers. You know, I'll, I'll say with Coach McMillan, one take. And with Judge as well, I believe that was one take. And, I mean, it's it's really rare to see these guys just talking it up like this. And especially a guy with uh, Judge coming in seeming like he was a little little shy at first. But he was, he was really getting it done on the pod. Yeah. David really opened up to us and uh, appreciated having him come in. So, you know, for the rest of the season, we're going to have, you know, we'll try to get a player or pitcher of the week on the pod in the studio. And we'll also try to get... Um, a manager whose team is heating up just so we could get, you know, two different perspectives. I'm sure we'll get Vince back on here to give us his perspective. And, you know, I'm really excited, Jack, especially because we have – it's not – I'm not going to go as far as to say as it's a revolving door, 
But we have a lot of different guys coming in and out all season. Some of the guys that aren't even on the roster are going to come in and pitch a few games. Uh, and I'm excited to see the, the amount of talent we have in this league because it's evident that, I mean, McMillan just rattled off like 10 names of guys that he is really high on. And rightfully so because, you know, guys like Matty Warren, guys like Dylan King, they're producing early on and we're only five games into the season. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Like batting, batting point zero seven seven. Still, absolutely, n- no one is scared about Matty Warren. A slow start, but he's a veteran player. I think he's gonna flip it around, whether it, whether it, the rest of the league likes it or not. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Absolutely. So, without further ado, um, oh, one last segment. We have Jack's lukewarm takes. Um, so I'll give him some time to come up with his take, but uh, as Jack alluded oh, you to, know I already have there's it. a microphone to my left, or excuse me, there's a microwave to my left. Um, I can open it, Jack. You're good. Oh, you're actually going to do it? There's oh, no video here. Oh, I'll just walk over to my take. and. Uh, okay, so I'll open it. Um, all is right, there a, hold on one second. Is there a... Here we go. Jack... Your lukewarm take. What is Jack's lukewarm take of week one of the SFCBL season? All right. My lukewarm take is that the player that we interviewed today, David Judge, will hit another home run tonight. You heard it here first. He hasn't gone yard yet this season. Uh, Three doubles, a couple off the wall. He has the pop. You'll see it here tonight. I promise you. So we have... David Judge going yard tonight at Little Fenway versus the Boca Raton Blazers, 7 o'clock. Follow along for live coverage. It's uh, Tuesday, June 8th. I'll add to it real quick, Brian. It's going to be the first one that goes over the the monster. (sighs) Wow. Imagine coming out with that strong of a take on week one. If it happens, it's an average take, right? Or should I say... A lukewarm take. I can't think of a better way to wrap this podcast than with that take. So that'll do it for episode two after week one of the SFCBL season. We have Andreas Rome, our pitcher of the week out of the Lightning. David Judge, our player of the week from the Barracudas. And another thank you to Bo McMillan for spending some time with us here on the Triple Play podcast from the studio. And we will see you guys Next Monday, after another full week and our first true week of SFCBL baseball on our sprint to 44 games. On behalf of everyone here, Brian Mermelstein, Jack Mazzagy, Lexic Australian, CEO, Commissioner, Vince Farfalia. We will be back on Monday. And if you're not already following us, I don't know what you're doing. SFCBL underscore official. Uh, and, you know, I'm excited to see who heats up. So that'll do it. This wrap-up has been forever, and thanks for joining us, and let's go Sixers.